What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, you know what we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also, to really help destigmatize the conversation around our own mental health and mental health struggles and to really encourage you to openly and honestly talk about all the things that you're dealing with on a regular basis in your life. That said, what's on the agenda this week? I'm going to talk music festivals. And I'm going to talk cynicism. And I'm going to talk collective anxiety. Because they all seem to come together not too long ago with the announcement of the When We Were Young Music Festival. So this one kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and, And... I don't know how we're going to approach this this week. It may be a little bit of story time, maybe a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, but just before my birthday, uh, there was, and it came out of nowhere, it was an announcement of a one day music festival this October uh, out in Las Vegas. Uh, it was an emo pop punk festival called When We Were Young. Uh, The headliners were going to be My Chemical Romance and Paramore with a number of other uh, bands and musical acts in this realm of music uh, playing playing the date. And there was a huge amount of excitement uh, in the initial wave when the show was announced. Um, You know, bands like this used to play the Warp Tour, uh, which is now uh, long gone and dead. And so there really hasn't been anything uh, of this magnitude or size that would bring together uh, both bands uh, in this musical genre as well as fans of these bands. And so when this was announced... Uh, it, it kind of threw everybody for a loop. And, and right away, there was just a ton of excitement about how amazing this bill looked and how, how great this was going to be and how awesome it should be and how everybody wanted to go to it, uh, myself included. You know, for, for me, uh, I was a little bit past the emo pop punk wave when it first hit. I was a little bit uh, older to, to... a little bit older, so it, I wasn't... I wasn't right in the midst of it. You know, I I had my own stuff going on. I was listening to my own, my own music or, or what was grabbing me at the time. And so uh, I missed a lot of this when it first hit. And so it's only really been over time for me that I've really embraced uh, emo and pop punk over time. I love it. I do. Love the sound of it. I love the message of it. I love the bands. Uh, I I I really over time have just just fully wrapped my arms around this as as something that I enjoy a great deal of. And so, you know, being now a 
elder millennial or whatever the hell they call it. Um, you know, this, this seems right up my alley. Uh, to go to Vegas for a weekend and go to see a show uh, with all these bands that I never had a chance to see that now, after the fact, I'm super into. And so, you know, the plan was initially hatched to let's see if I can make this happen. And I talked to my wife and she was like, oh, if that's something you want to do, like, let's see if we can make it happen for you. And, uh, and so I was really excited about the idea of going. And, um, you know, when it was trying to figure out how, how this was going to work, uh, you know, I didn't know if I was going to have to go by myself. Uh, my sister-in-law uh, expressed some interest maybe in going, so I reached out to her. We were, we were maybe going to try and make that happen. Um, you know, the flights... I started looking at the flights to get out to Vegas. started to be a little bit cumbersome, maybe a little bit problematic, a little bit pricier uh, than I thought that flights to Vegas should be, considering um, I would like to spend my money in Vegas, not just on going there. Uh, the ticket prices were, I mean, manageable. And we're going to get a little bit higher, you know, the more you wanted out of the festival. But I still had a, a pretty strong wave of excitement about the idea of going to this thing. But, you know, let's not forget the last two years uh, have not been great for doing things. And as of late, I've been uh, wanting to do more and more things out there in the world. Not reckless, not recklessly, of course. Mitigating my risk. But this seemed like something worth doing. And then... This sort of collective anxiety started to just... Run roughshod through... The community. Not through me. They still felt pretty good about it. But I was kind of disappointed seeing a lot of people who initially were like, this is amazing, become very cynical and skeptical about what this was and what it could be. And I thought it reflected a lot upon us as a collective group of human beings over time and how we approach things like this. And I'm not immune from it by any means. Uh, there are times that you will absolutely find me uh, in this headspace of looking for how things could possibly go wrong. But it, it, there seemed to be a lot of misinformation going around uh, about the festival. And there seemed to be a lot of people going out of their way to knock it as a thing that couldn't possibly be any good or be exciting for anybody. 
including people who initially expressed interest in it. You know, I saw people call it a scam. Um, saw people just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Sort of trying to poke holes in how this couldn't possibly work out. And as usual, uh, I got very reflective on it. And I really began to wonder and contemplate how and why we had gotten to this place where we never ever look for a good result. Never look for how things could work out or how uh, they may benefit us. Instead, we immediately go to how this is going to suck, how it's going to be ruined, how it's going to be terrible and awful. And it really kind of bummed me out when I saw it happening in real time. Because I watched... I watched the light get extinguished in so many people who had now started convincing themselves that the worst of the worst was yet to come. And that's why they shouldn't possibly and couldn't possibly go or support this endeavor. And and it was funny because you know as I as the on sale date got closer and closer, you know my wife started to have uh, some more questions about it for me as well. You know, is this something you really want to do? Like you want to maybe do something else? Like I and it wasn't just isolated to her, but I could definitely feel, you know, once again, this collective anxiety raising doubt about why anybody would want to do this. And, and the funny thing is that my wife was asking me, like, do you, do you want to go to this festival? There's going to be a lot of people. It's all, all points that she were, was making were incredibly valid because they all served as is things that would have been detrimental to me doing a lot of things in the past. And they all would have been sort of boxes checked mentally in my mind as to why I shouldn't do certain things in the past. You know, uh, she was she was on point there. It's outside, standing around all day. It's general mission. It's a lot of people. All things that in the past, like, they don't sound all that enticing to me. But in this case, it was a show that I wanted to go to. And so I was willing to look past them just to be there experiencing this thing. Because sort of one of the things that I'm I'm trying to understand 
uh, in myself as well as in other people, but also move away from is how easy it is to get to know for something, right? How easy it is to get to the answer no. It doesn't take a lot of courage to say no. Sometimes it feels like it's our default. But it's very easy for us to come up with reasons not to do something. Because, we, you know, we may not like it or it may make us uncomfortable or we may not have a good time or it may not be worth it. You know, we, we look for all the risk associated with doing certain things and then we use that as excuses not to do them. Instead of sometimes just throwing caution to the wind, saying fuck it, and just doing things and seeing what happens. Right? Maybe everything will be fine. Maybe we'll have a good time. Maybe it'll be a positive experience or we'll make memories from it. Any, any number of things could possibly result from us doing things. But we're, we're constantly in this state of protectionism for ourselves. And so as a result, we just, we build the wall or we put up the shell or we go into hiding and we say, I'm not going to let anything affect me negatively. I'm not going to be, allow something to hurt me. And the best way to do that is to just not do anything at all. Now look, in some cases, that's valid. In some cases, that is incredibly valid. A pandemic. It's a perfect example. And I'm not saying just go out and do everything. Be reckless. Irresponsible. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is, is that sometimes we need to push past all the doubt, all the, all the unanswered questions that we, we may have to get to yes. To do the thing that we initially wanted to do anyway. And allowed either ourselves or somebody else to talk us out of doing. For whatever reason. And I could feel it happening in my own head in real time too. As I got closer to the on sale date. And the on sale time. My initial enthusiasm now started to have a little bit of doubt I got introduced by listening to other people and that then made me start to question myself and whether or not I actually wanted to do this and would it be a hassle and I was on the fence 
They started to seek input from other people. What did they think? What was their expertise? How do they think this something like this would go? And they started to move closer to no. Which is disappointing to me. And I could feel it. I could feel this internal conflict, this internal tug of war as, as I kept being pulled closer and closer to no while the other part of me, the part of me that almost knew better, was trying to kick that side in the face <laughs> and say, no, 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 let's try to get back to yes. Let's try to get back to excitement and optimism and positivity. And not in a toxic way. Now where I'm ignoring red flags. Now where I'm ignoring warning signs. But where I'm just using my own judgment and saying, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Let's do the thing and see what happens. And if it all falls apart, if it all goes badly, then you know what? Then you can all say, I told you so. But at least I tried. At least I tried to do something. I don't know how we got all cynical like this. I don't know how I got cynical like this. Because I've been here. I've been in this place before. Been in here for quite some time. Where we just assume that everything is going to go to shit. And so let's just not bother. And, and I get it. The world outside is not great. People all the time are not great. It's very easy to be disappointed. Disappointment seems to follow us around in our, throughout our lives all the time. And it surfaces all over the place. But we can't stop doing things because we're trying to guard against disappointment. Disappointment is just a very real, very real element and aspect of life. In fact, I, we're probably going to wind up more disappointed over the course of our lives than, than I don't know, the opposite of disappointment. <laughs> But it's, it's, that's the gamble, right? The gamble is seeing if you can find that sweet spot that's not disappointment. And that's what keeps us trying things and doing things and keep on going back to yes. I'm gonna, I'll use golf as a perfect example. 
for anybody who's played golf, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't played golf, you're just going to have to bear with me and, and go with this, okay? But unless you're a professional golfer or somebody who golfs regularly, you know, pretty good. If you're just somebody who goes out and plays occasionally, every once in a while, so on and so forth, uh, I hate to break it to you, you're, you're, you're probably not going to be very good at golf. Even being mediocre would probably be a compliment. By and large, you're probably going to be uh, mostly not good. But every once in a while, you know, and look, and look, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to hit shots that go into the sand and into the water, and you're going to lose balls, and you're going to your score is going to rack up, and you're going to get frustrated. Why can't I get this? Why can't I do this? Why is it so difficult? Why am I terrible at this? But every once in a while, you're going to strike the ball perfectly. Every once in a while, you're going to hit a shot that you say, yes! That's, that's what I've been aiming for that's what I need to be doing more regularly and the light will go off in your head and say maybe this game isn't so terrible at all I just need to do more of that and you won't you go right back to what is sort of the baseline of you not being great at this thing. But the hope, the hope that you can duplicate and replicate that one moment of perfection is what keeps you coming back. And it's a metaphor for life. We're going to have so many disappointments and so many failures and so many things that don't go our way, so many things that suck. But every once in a while, we'll have those moments that are so sweet that it keeps us trying. And that's why we need to keep trying to find a way to yes. Especially for the things that we like, the things that we enjoy, the things that we think may make us feel good. Whether it's a concert ticket or a, a track suit. As you can hear all about in episode 90. I like it like that. <laughs> Find your way to yes. And so look, I went onto the website. I took my pre-sale code. I tried to get a ticket. The system uh, was not cooperative. Because that's ultimately uh, what happened. I said, let me go in and let's just, let's see. Let's see if I can get a ticket to the festival. 
for all I know, the festival will tell me no, right? Maybe I just can't get a ticket. Maybe just that's the universe's way of telling me it's just not going to happen for you. And if that's the case, right? If that's the case, then so be it. Been plenty of concerts, plenty of things that I haven't gotten to do that I wanted to just because it just didn't happen for me. And if that's how this goes down, then so be it. I'll be okay with that. But at least I won't be sitting here thinking about, well, what if? What if I did get a ticket? What if I did try to go? What if I did? What if? 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 I drive myself crazy about why didn't I just do this thing and all the regrets that I could possibly have about it. I don't know that we necessarily regret doing more things. I think it's easier to regret not doing things. Things we didn't do. And look, I got tons of those. And take it from me, it's easier said than done when it comes to this, right? To finding yes. There are plenty of things that I continue to talk myself out of. Continually try to throw up nose at. Out of being cynical, out of being afraid, out of being worried. I'm trying to fix it myself. Trying to take steps in the, in, in the direction of doing more yeses for myself. Not talking myself out of things. Not throwing up those obstacles or those impediments. Because I don't think they serve me. I don't think they're helpful for me. If anything, I think they help continue, perpetuate a bad cycle of just finding excuses and reasons not to do things. To protect myself from the unknown. Try to find yes. And if you can't, right? If you can't, if you're still stuck in no, don't suck other people into your no vortex. Because you don't want to be alone there. Don't shit on somebody else's enthusiasm or excitement for something. Because you aren't willing to take the risk. Because you can't be brave within yourself. Can't get to yes? You're stuck in no? Then be in no. And that's fine. But don't lure other people into know with you. Let them hold on to the light as long and as best as they can. And if it doesn't work out, so be it. You also don't have to go to them with I told you so. You can empathize and be there for them. Sometimes we just got to see what happens. The only way things happen is by saying yes. Use your yeses wisely. Be careful with your yeses. But try to use them a little bit more frequently 
than maybe have in the past. I'm aiming to do it for myself. I hope you do it for you too. On that note, I think I'm going to call time. Lots to think about. Didn't know that we were going to get this deep and existential about a music festival, did you? Me neither. <laughs> but the more I thought about it, the more I thought that we really needed to talk about it. So, if you got a ticket to uh, When We Were Young, congrats. I hope you have a really good time. And I hope it's everything that you hoped it would be. And more. And uh, as of now, in the current state of things, I will not be joining you. But um, who knows? Who knows what will happen? All right. Let's... Uh, Let's send everybody on their way. Let's make sure you get all the necessary information you need as we head to the finish line this week, okay? Getting Old Quickly shirts and apparel. They're available at teespring.com slash getting old quickly. Huh. Wouldn't it be something if you got one and then you wore it to the When We Were Young Festival? It would be something. Teespring.com slash getting old quickly. 10% of the profits go to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So get yourself some sweet swag. How about a good cause? Teespring.com slash getting old quickly. Email address here at the show that's getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Question, comment, feedback, send it in. I'll read it. The end. Getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Uh, figure out who your favorite or where your favorite podcast spot is and subscribe or follow the show there in that place. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. Pick your favorite, subscribe or follow, getting old quickly there. It is free, and it will make your life so much easier. No more searching for podcast episodes, looking for podcast episodes, hunting for podcast episodes. Instead, when new episodes drop every single Monday of Getting Old Quickly, they'll be right there waiting for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. So subscribe or follow, make your life easier, and get those uh, episodes delivered right to your uh, podcast door. Uh, and if you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate the show for my outside validation. That would be helpful. And uh, you can also review the show on Apple Podcasts as well. So subscribe or follow, though. That's the big one. Make sure you do that. Uh, you can also follow us on social media and all the accounts that I still do not regularly update uh, on Twitter at GettingOldQuick. Uh, on Instagram at Getting Old Quickly. And you can also like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Getting Old Quickly, where coincidentally you can also listen to the podcast. So you want to make sure you do all those things. This way it makes it so much easier to tag us in anything you post about the show, retweets, likes, whatever. Um, yeah, go ahead and do that. And while you're at it, just tell your friends, family, loved ones doctors, I don't whoever about the show, anybody you think may get something from this, spread the word, super helpful, and I'll greatly appreciate it. Uh, and finally, um, if you find yourself in crisis mode or in a dark spot and you need help, whether it's yourself, family member, loved one, whoever, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-8255. Someone is available to talk 24-7, 
So if you need it, please take this resource and use it. That's what it's there for. Once again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. On that note, it's time for me to peace out and get on. I don't know, maybe I'll go listen to some emo stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, and as usual, well, I'll just see you back here next week, okay? I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. Kind of just happens. Mm-hmm.